Big D Entertainment, in association with Dipsy Doodle Productions, presents the Dave Holly Hour. Brought to you by the Sky Lounge and Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Ale Hop Brewery Tours, and Jesse Moffat Entertainment. The Dave Holly Hour features Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment Conversations and has been recognized by the Sioux Falls Stage Awards with a special distinction for promoting the arts. A true lover of arts, entertainment, good food, and fun times, including an occasional Jack Daniels. Okay, so a few Jack Daniels. Here he is, Dave Holly. Great to have all of you along listening to great conversations about Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment. Special one for you today. Well, they're both special. But today, we hear from Vietnam veteran Dave Rowe of Sioux Falls about being a DJ in Vietnam and how he now has recreated an hour of that show from back then and he's presenting it at a variety of places. We'll give you the details on that. Plus, he talks about being part of the El Riot Shrine Band Last Call, and he'll mention some of their fun stuff coming up. Then, five local female comics are going to be on tour in late July, doing shows 10 days in a row, including some big-time venues. We'll hear from Jamie Tucker, Sarah King, and Alicia Rain from Prairie Madness. Time to grab your favorite beverage, lift it high, and toast it to being Thursday, a.k.a. Weekend Eve. Hey, the weekend isn't around the corner, it's here! So long, hump day in your frumpy way. We say hello to Thursdays with opening nights. The weekend is near and we can see the bright lights. Yes, Thursday, you're so hearty, we can't wait for Friday, so a day early, we start the party. All right, wherever you are, whatever time it is, might depend upon, and whatever you're doing, might depend upon uh, what you're going to toast with, but I am suggesting this time, you might want to go with a cool beverage. Yeah. In the Sioux Empire, it's going to get mighty hot this weekend, so... Our toast for the weekend eve is to air conditioning and ice. They will both get used quite well, I have the feeling, over the next few days. The Weekend Eve Toast has been brought to you by Ale Hop Brewery Tours. People are talking about how great it is using Ale Hop. Their Facebook page, you're going to hear from Tina who had to say, super fun and convenient. You can go out, have a good time with friends, and not have to worry about driving home. Best of all, supports our locals. Yeah, love that part. No matter what brewery in Sioux Falls is your favorite, Ale Hop Brewery Tours lets you and your friends choose any or all of the local breweries. Plus, they've got a distillery in there. Book your private tours online, alehopbrewerytours.com. If you're already out and about on the weekend, hop. Got it? <laughs> Ale hop. Hop on a public tour. For more info, call 605-777-2183. That's 605-777-2183. Ale hop brewery tours where micro fans meet micro brews. Oh, I tell you what. Had a great time at a 
Gala, or Gala, depending upon how you like to say it. Regardless, last weekend, uh, the missus and I went down to Old Town Dinner Theater for their first annual gala. Great times, great fun, great music from the Hegg Brothers, and great silent auction items, including a nice pair of champagne flutes that ended up now at... uh, the Firefly Oasis. Actually, they'll end up probably just in our our, our upstairs, probably not outside because those would, uh, they're glass, you know. Like I said, they're really glass. <laughs> they're really good. And uh, so looking forward to the first time we get to use those and celebrate, who knows, maybe you do the weekend eve with some champagne flutes. Might have to think of that for next week. In the meantime, coming up later on in the show, we're going to hear from three members of the five that will be on tour. Prairie Madness Comedy is going to be 10 days, starting late July, 10 days in a row. They're going to be, And, yes, they're going to have a homecoming show, too, so that we can all see what they're all like when all of them are together. But one guy did a solo bit. He was a Vietnam DJ. Dave Rowe talks about how he has now taken and recreated an hour of that show and goes around and spreads how great it was that, as he likes to say, music and the, uh, the radio, the DJs and so forth, was the glue that held everybody together in Vietnam and gave him a taste of home. So he's coming up next here on the Dave Holly Hour. Hi, my name is Jesse Moffat, and I'm not a piano player. I'm a comic magician and hypnotist. I've been performing for over 20 years. I've performed at many events, corporate events, holiday parties, post-prom parties, graduation parties, state and county fairs, festivals, just about anything you can imagine. The funniest thing about the Magic Act is that I use a ton of audience participation, and that can make things really interesting. Put it down the front of your shirt. So I'm not, my hand won't follow. The best thing about the hypnosis show is that the volunteers and their imaginations really make it a blast. (laughs) Holy crap, dude, did you see what you just did? You could do that possibly to girls. For booking information, go to Jesse Moffat Entertainment on Facebook. That's J-E-S-S-E-M-O-F-F-I-T-T. Or call 605-929-0964. Follow the Dave Holly Hour on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Welcome back, everybody. You know what I'm going to say. Yes, it's always a pleasure to talk about arts and entertainment in the Sioux Empire. It's always great to have, you know, familiar voices on that we've had in the past. And it's even more exciting every time we get to speak to somebody new. And this is going to be a very special, special conversation because we're going to take you back a few years at the same time and continue taking you back here even in the present and the future. Dave Rowe, how are you? I'm doing great, Dave Holly. How are you, sir? Uh, if I were any better, I'd be twins and get twice as much done. <laughs> there you go. And get paid twice as much, too. That would be the blessing right there. <laughs> For sure. It is good to have you along. We ran into each other um, a while back. Yep. Um, our, our mutual friend, uh, Mike Hendrickson. Yep. Uh, retiring from broadcasting. Yeah. Still going to do some other things uh-huh. and so forth. Yeah. And 
and uh, you were there. A lot of old Kello people were there. Yeah. And yeah. it's kind of like, yeah, well, what's going on with you now? And all of a sudden, you start telling me this tale <laughs> and something that I hadn't known about you. Okay. I, I had known you'd been in radio, but yeah. I did not know oh. that you were in, on the radio. Uh, let's see, was it Korean or the, uh, Vietnam? Vietnam. Vietnam. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And uh, so... You were basically the, uh, you weren't good morning Vietnam, but you, you know you were kind of more good evening, weren't you? I was more good evening, yeah. and I was years past. Everybody says, oh, did you know Adrian Cronauer? Did you know Pat Sajak? I know Pat Sajak from watching the show on TV. I knew Adrian Cronauer by name only, but they were six years before I was, and they were in Saigon, yeah. I was in Da Nang, so I never met the guys, no, but... What was it like, though, uh, in first of all, in those times, knowing where you were, but also by the same token, being able to help entertain and, and uh, keep, you know, everybody in the service uh, a little bit better off, you know, give, give them yeah. a better mindset and so forth. Well, you know, and you're you're right on point with that. I really enjoyed that was my first time in radio. I was uh, asked if I want to do some fill in and uh, I, I fell right into it. But what we always talked about, how the, the music, the radio was the glue mm -hmm. that kept us together over there because it's the only thing to remind us of home. Everything else is war issues. And when you heard the radio and heard that song from back home, home it just kind of tied everybody yeah. we were obviously the only radio station so you listen to us <laughs> or listen to nothing <laughs> don't turn that dial because <laughs> all you're gonna get is nothing so yeah uh so when you had to fill in then and, and eventually just step in um what was the thrill of radio for you when you first started that um i would say uh probably the music because i've mm -hmm. been into music since you know we all been in music since we were old enough to know what a trouble clef was so uh, uh i think it was just the fact of sitting in there and you'd i'd been listening to radio on the base anyway and i'd been there six months before i was given the opportunity just by sheer accident to get uh on the radio and it was geez i've been listening to it and now i'm in the studio and mm -hmm. now i'm really doing it and geez we need you to do this are you available and yes i am well we'll show you how to do it so uh, it was exciting because it was a new experience for me. Right. But I've been collecting records since I was old enough to know what a spindle was. You yeah, know. So, so that was a quick adjustment in that part, at least. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and what did you do in the six months prior? Well, I was assigned to the Postal and Courier Service in Da Nang. Uh, we'll shorten that. Everybody knows this is a post office. Mm -hmm. But the Courier Service, we also help deliver mail out to the troops. And one of my functions was I took registered mail or that kind of mail and i got in a jeep and i drove it to monkey mountain 15 miles away from the base so anybody listening to this that knows vietnam knows the name they know that i had to drive through dog patch they know exactly where i went right to get there but every day i went up there and delivered the mail and some of the mail had films and other stuff for the radio station afvn and I didn't take it up to them, but I took it to the post office at the bottom of the hill. So I was familiar with, they were there. And once in a while, I'd just sneak halfway up the hill to look at the radio station and back down before I <laughs> headed back to the base. So I knew where the station was. Right. And I'd stepped in the door a couple times. Hi, this is who I am, so forth and so on. And through a mutual friend of mine, 
who said, they've got an opening. Do you want to come up there and hang around? Well, it I didn't transfer from the post office. It was extra. I mean, you're there 24-7. You got nowhere to go. Right. You know, you can't go off the base. Anyway, there isn't any. I'm going to go fishing for the weekend. <laughs> the war never stops for the weekend. So it was a case of I would work on the base during the day. And when I got off... I'd get my Jeep and drive up to Monkey Mountain at night and work the radio. And sometimes I just do overnight because they had a dormitory there for all the people that lived there permanently. And they said, well, we got an extra. Wasn't a room. It was a cot. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to stay here. And I did for my, basically for my inner own safety, because Da Nang was very susceptible to rocket attacks. Mm -hmm. And they always hit you in the middle of the night. And Monkey Mountain's on a peninsula out by the ocean the rockets can't reach monkey mountain (laughs) so and this is kind of a a sick thing to do but we could hear up on monkey mountain when the rockets were hitting the base so at three o'clock in the morning we'd get up we'd pop open a beer and go out and sit in the patio put our feet up and watch the incoming and watch them that's crazy Mm. when they're hitting the base but we could hear it it woke us up on the mountain so instead of laying in bed so wonder we'd watch the fireworks as we called them but we'd watch the explosions or but not the fireworks you want to see no not the fireworks you wanted to see or we'd watch uh an anti-rocket uh missile that they're sending up to try and intercept that whatever so uh, crazy stuff you did but we did it you know (laughs) In terms of the music that you played then, mm-hmm. it was contemporary, correct? Or, you know, of the time, of at the least, t- yep. Uh, yep. of Vietnam that, yep. we, that we think about uh, and, and so forth. Sure. Uh, so, obviously, playlists you were pretty familiar with in that regard, right? Well, yeah, because the Vietnam War, remember, was 10 years long. Uh, mm-hmm. Started in the early 60s, uh, ended in 1973, basically. Our advisors were there until 75 when everybody was out of there. So... If you've heard a rock and roll song from the 1960s, that's what we played. And we were only a rock and roll station. There wasn't any country, nothing else. It was all rock and roll. But again, like I tell, remind people, I turned 21 in Vietnam. And Mm. so you're you're playing to 20, 21, early 20s, into their 30s, with the exception of maybe a 40, 45-year-old there once in a while. But otherwise, we're all teenagers and young yeah. 20s, so it's the music of the time, which was the 60s rock and roll. That's what we played. That had to make you feel comfortable, too, didn't it? Just besides, you know, providing it for the troops. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because I could look at the song and say, and this is uh, I Get Around by the Beach Boys. I didn't have to study to see who it was. I knew the song. I heard the song. <laughs> it was a matter. It's on the playlist or pick my playlist and do it. And, uh, you know, there there's some of the songs that kind of stuck. They had s- specific meaning to those of us in Vietnam that other people said, well, it's just a song. No, if you've no. been to Vietnam, this song is specific because it means something to troops that were there. So, Well, I think we all have a particular songs that uh, mean something to us for a particular time because mm-hmm. uh, my first full-time radio job was out in Greeley, Colorado, uh, and then Space Shuttle Columbia blew up. Oh, sure. Blew up, excuse me. And uh, I remember the first song I was able to play after all the news talk type things that we had done with it was Procol Harum, sure. Whiter Shade of Pale. Oh, sure, sure. And that always sticks with me that that was at that point. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you, you remember things historically that way. Yeah. Uh, so how long did you do this when you were there? Uh, I did it the last six months I was there. So, last six months, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, how many hours did you log in that six months? Because it sounds like you. Uh, it, it wasn't the typical four-hour shift that people have now, was it? No, no. It could be four. It could be six hours. And 
I wasn't scheduled necessarily every day, but I could have been every day because mm-hmm. the more time you spend, hey, uh, can you cover two hours here or can you do this? <laughs> well, and then the NCYC also had a daytime show, a sports show, a sports talk show. The problem is he didn't have somebody to talk to. And he says, Dave, how would you like to be the guy I talk to? So all of a sudden there's two of us. That way we're, we're talking sports, but we're talking back and forth like you and I are, rather than him just saying, well, and it's six to nothing, five to two, three to right. one. Uh, you know, we did that kind of stuff. So there was basically, uh, because when their folks shipped out, went back home, there were no replacements coming in. Mm-hmm. So it got to be fewer people doing the same amount of things. So at some point they said, basically we got a lot of things here you can do pick and choose what you want to do and i said well i still have my job down there on the base but i thought you're here 24 7 what else is there to do yeah you can't go fishing on saturdays mm-hmm. sundays or whatever you want to do you you work to make the time go away is what you do so with your love of music had you ever thought before this ever happened gee i'd like to be a disc jockey no i really you really had, hadn't no, really hadn't because i grew up as a trumpet player and i still am okay um but uh, I just thought, oh, that's interesting, you know, to hang around radio stations. And I knew some people and things like that, but never thought about getting into it till I did that. And then that's kind of what when I came back to America or the world, <laughs> as we called it in Vietnam, uh, that's when it started piquing my interest. And I thought, oh, it's part time things. Maybe maybe I want to do a little bit of radio. And so I did. I got into yeah. a little bit of radio and did some other things that way. And I still do some things like that now just because it's an interest. I love doing yeah. it. So, you know. So where have you worked in town? I've worked at uh, Kello Radio, yeah. both AM and FM. Yeah, I knew that. Uh, yep. Yep. <laughs> and I worked uh, a little bit at uh it was called KKFN back in the day. Uh, KK, what, it was the AM station for right. KKRC back when KKFN was a '50s, '60s rock yep, and roll. Call that. Uh, I worked there with some people. Uh, my good friend Myron Lee worked there, uh-huh. uh, and I was there for a little while. Uh, Is that where Noby got his start? Before he went talk. I don't remember Rick being there. I, I've just got him associated with KSO. Yeah. But, but, you know, that door is a revolving door there, too. People come <laughs> and go, and, and they, they're there for a while and they want to do something else, whatnot. Uh, if he was, he wasn't there. When at the I, same time. Yeah, okay. at the same yeah. time, yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, in fact, uh, the, do you know that there is a band now in town called the 1270s? Yes. Yeah. I, I did, yeah. I wouldn't have thought about it until you mentioned it. And uh, yeah, there is. I have not heard them play, but I thought I got to, that's kind of interesting. I have to see when they're playing sometime. Yeah, because they still play the fifties and sixties. Yeah, you know what yeah. we called oldies. Yeah. 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 Uh, and now you know these kids. Oh man, that's from the the two thousands, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly right. So you yeah. started off a trumpet player. Yeah, uh, like grade school, you know, oh, yeah. starting fifth, fifth, fifth grade, fifth grade, typically. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Didn't we all pick up an instrument in fifth grade? Yes. Uh, I, I yeah. carried on the baritone tradition okay. from our family. There but the, the fun yeah. part was, is that uh, when it came to jazz band in high school, then it led over to what's known as some people call it the trombumpet. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah I played yep. the valve trombone. Okay, sure. Yep. And yep. Uh, yep. absolutely, if, if I could find one inexpensively yeah <laughs> i would yeah. pick one up again yeah. yeah no i i played all the way through junior high i played through high school in fact i was a group that started at edison junior high we we uh there was a n- brand new group out called the tijuana brass oh and the system my pre- first concert as a very young child at the arena <laughs> really at the opposite end of the stage <laughs> My folks said, hey, let's go to This is a Family, and we did. Yeah. It was, yeah. I still remember it being cool, though. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, the assistant principal got a hold of a couple, three of us in the band one day and said, there's a new group that's got a really neat instrumentation. You guys should listen to it, <laughs> and maybe you could use it for the talent show. Well, we listened to the record, yeah, and we got a group of us together to make the correct instrumentation, and we played for the talent show, and... We, that group went on until we all graduated from high school, for heaven's sake. No sakes. kidding. Well, from Edison, we split. Some of us right. went to Washington, some went to Lincoln. We played for the talent shows for both schools. One school would let us out to go to the other one to play for their talent show. <laughs> so we were a backup <laughs> band for talent shows at both schools. And we, uh, yeah, we played all the way through junior high and high school until uh, high school ended. And we went to service, we went to college, we did whatever, and... Uh, went our separate ways and that was the end of that story and did you have a name for this band we did it was called the brass souvenirs i but, like it yeah but it was the same instrumentation what's interesting As the tjb yeah tjb uh there was no sheet music out at that time for the tijuana brass so we had to learn everything off the record mm -hmm. we would go to the drummer's house put the record on listen to it stop try and pick up the parts listen to the record again and everything we learned we learned by listening to a record and then picking up the instrumentation from there so. so what was the first song that this group played taste of honey oh yeah <laughs> yeah because that was a good album cover yeah, yeah it was yeah <laughs> and then i think we went the lonely bull and we had uh oh probably 15 or 20 of them we picked up and we would go around different places that's People awesome would, yeah so. that had to take a lot of time though just record you know play it play it, it play it and, and so oh, yeah and was that on a 45 or did you have the album the album you did have the yeah, album. Yeah, so okay. we'd pick one. Because of the album cover, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah, certainly, yeah, whipped cream, you know, <laughs> Lonely Bowl. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so uh, I've been around music. My dad was a saxophone player back in his day. Mm -hmm. uh, my brother picked up the saxophone from him. Um, so my, uh, well, yeah, my daughter picked up my wife's flute and played that. So my son is the only one that he went out for sports. He, he can't carry a <laughs> tune, but that's, that's okay. What is your favorite music to listen to now? Or are you like me that it's just out there, whatever you, is good and sounds good? Yeah, it really is. I mean, I still refer back to the 60s because I grew up in that. Right. And there's a lot of songs that have special meaning to me. But uh, nowadays, it's a matter of I'm listening to the radio and go, oh, that's kind of a catchy tune. It's got kind of a neat melody to it. Um, and then I'll... I'll text or call the radio station and say you played a song at 845 mm -hmm. what was it because I heard the thing but I didn't I wasn't paying attention to a name and they don't always mention names all the time uh, so then I'd look it up and I'd go online and I'd buy it yeah. so I've got it for my collection because I want to listen to that again because there's just a catchy tune and some of them with the band I'm with now some of those songs we pick up because of mm -hmm. what they are and say uh, let's buy the sheet music for that and uh, work on that song because it's a neat um, song, you know. So. Right. What bands are you in? You, you, that's plural, correct? Uh, no, I'm in one band. One I, band. I, yeah, okay. I'm trying to back off. I'm supposed <laughs> to be retired here. <laughs> uh, I'm part of El Riot Shrine, and we have a mm. rock and roll band called Last Call. Uh, we are set up uh, in a Chicago band formation with that kind of instrumentation. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we play a lot of Chicago music. We play Doobie Brothers. Uh, we do some Neil Diamond. Uh, we do some Billy Joel. We basically cover anywhere from the early 60s to the mid-late 80s. Um, when music was still good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's all upbeat stuff. We're more of a show band than a dance right. band. But uh, there's nine of us in the band. Uh, everybody is... The, we all started in fifth grade with the instrument we do. Yeah. So, you know, everybody grew up and, and we have uh, three or four guys that are multi-instrument players in the band. But uh, they all come from different 
different backgrounds and everything. It's just that we're all part of the L Ride Shrine, and they said it'd be fun to put a band together. And this band's together, been together for about ten years, but we stay busy. We've got like eighteen gigs this summer to do. Wow! So, and the money we raise goes then back goes to the back shrine. to the shrine. Yeah, that's for, fantastic. And we collect tips for the yeah. Shrine Children's Transportation Fund. Oh, uh, and that's neat because we make <laughs> some serious money. Right. There, but it helps pay for that because we donate our time and right, you know, As, and so. especially since you know gas is four sixty nine a gallon yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, those tips are needed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, uh, yeah, we got uh, we got vehicles we can transport in, but there's other costs that go along with that, the gas and whatever else. So, uh, people are really good about that. When we explain what they're doing, mm-hmm. uh, we got people that come up. We had one place one time. I always give them a bad time. Uh, we'll take a one, we'll take a five, we'll take a 50, we'll take a $100 bill, we'll take a credit card. Uh, there was one time we emptied out the jar and had four $100 bills in it along wow. with other money. Yeah, and it was incredible. We have no clue who put it in, but right. it was just in, in the pot. Man. It's right up in front of the band. Just yep. drop in whatever you want to. And and uh, we were in Mitchell on Saturday, and the first dollars came from three little girls mm-hmm. who each came up and dropped a dollar or five, whatever. I didn't see what the denomination yeah. was, but uh, yeah. That's always great, so, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it, it's neat when people will, will give to that. We say we usually make more money in the donation jar than we get then paid for- to do. Gig, but huh? that, that's yeah. okay we're we're not there exactly. for money we don't get i don't get paid a dime we're volunteering it costs us money to go do it we do it what we do it for so well you also have another project don't you do i yes what else do i do well aren't you kind of doing this a whole uh, vietnam uh, oh. radio thing on the road <laughs> that, that project yeah, yeah that one i uh i categorize it all under music <laughs> is what i do well yeah and and this is kind of interesting uh and this started a couple of years ago well I'll back up a little bit back in 1980 I started a mobile disc jockey business just like my friend Michael John Allen. Michaels did you know all that <laughs> and that lasted 25 years yeah and I sold that business said okay I'm tired and don't want to do that anymore hurts the back now doesn't it yeah 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 uh too much hauling equipment a couple of years ago I was asked by a veterans group uh they knew that I was a disc jockey from Vietnam they said, there's any chance that you could recreate a show like what you did? Well, I have to back up a little bit, too, because the last show I ever did in Vietnam, I recorded on Reel to Reel. Oh. Which I still have. You still have it. I, I got rid of mine. I pawned okay. it. Okay. And yeah. uh, several years ago, I had all that music converted over to compact disc. So I still have the original Reel to Reel, which awesome. is now 50 years old. Yeah. And I've got the CDs. And then, but what I did is I made a hour-long show. Uh, and I started doing it at car shows because people will come up, yeah, I'm a veteran. You got, and they named the music, and I thought, God, I used to play that in right. Vietnam. So I reprogrammed everything and put it into a one hour presentation. I still had the jingles. <laughs> Amazing. Right there. I made you a couple of copies. Oh, sir. thank you. Yeah, you can have that. Uh, I, re- I had the jingles recorded on the radio, I just didn't record the. The commercial, well, your infomercials, not right. commercials. There, don't forget to polish your gun. You know, yeah. get your shot, so <laughs> forth and so on. But I went back through uh, an hour's worth of the music and the jingles, and I put that program together. And then I play it at car shows or when everybody, somebody says, uh, "Yeah, can you come and do a presentation? We just need it, uh, just your hour presentation." In fact, I'm going to be doing this at Parkston 
Okay. On July 2nd. All right. Parks uh, in July 2nd. They're going to have the miniature Vietnam Wall out there. Mm -hmm. And uh, they've asked me to come out at 4 o'clock on Saturday on the main stage. Would you come out and recreate your show for Vietnam veterans? I'd love to. So basically, it's one hour. I'm going to replay one hour's worth of music. I'm going to talk about the music, uh, some of the songs like Puff the Magic Dragon, right. what it means to Vietnam veterans, uh, some of the popular songs there. I've got the jingles included, and I'm going to just recreate it like you're sitting there out there, and I'm here mm -hmm. in the studio, and you're listening to me, except you can watch me at the yeah. same time. So I might have to dress up. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. I, well, I bet you're getting an incredible response out of that, aren't you? Yeah, I really do. And what I've done is I put some posters together that I carry because I've got souvenirs from mm -hmm. back then. And I've got a couple things that I got framed that... Uh, come on up and take a look at them. You don't have to look uh, sitting out at the audience. You never sat and listened to the radio. You were up doing something. So come on up and look at them. And I have a lot of people coming up. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, I was there. And and they start talking. And all you have to do, I'm just playing the music. You're listening to music while you're talking mm -hmm. and conversing about old times. I have a lot of veterans, different places that I've done that. They come up and say, wow, I remember that song. Thanks for doing yeah. that for us. And they all come back with that same thing. The music was the glue that held us together. They all come back with that, that that's what kept us going because the music from home, because there wasn't anything else there to remind us of home, basically. Did so. they ever bring out the USO shows or anything? Um, or was that a rarity uh, well, versus, you know... They had that more in Saigon than they did in Da Nang. Okay. Uh, da Nang was... Uh, the difference between Taunts Newt Base in... Saigon and Da Nang Air Base is night and day. Uh, we're right in the middle of the war zone up there. Right. I mean, you couldn't go off base. That was not allowed to do because the North Vietnamese were right there. Saigon, when you're done for the work duty day, if you want to change into your clothes and go downtown Saigon, you could do that. Da Nang, that was a no-no. Yeah. Uh, the barbed wire fence kept them out, kept you in. So it was a different thing. So the time I was there, I never saw a USO show there. We okay. uh, we had our, our officers. So our you were the entertainment. Yeah, we were yeah. the entertainment or the bands they would bring in from the Philippines or whatever that would go to the NCO clubs and say, there's a band on Saturday night. We'd pack the place and have our drinks and enjoy it and say, oh, a little downtime from the war. Yeah. Now it's time to go back to work. So, yeah. Well, I remember a good friend of mine that was in the Iraqi war said uh, every day was Tuesday. Yes, yes. Yeah. My son, who is a Rocky veteran, I've heard that from yep. him too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Same thing. So yeah, it's interesting. But uh, yeah, it was it was a great time. Uh, I got to meet a lot of friends, and uh, like I say, there's uh, uh, just a lot of songs that take you back to that time. And and uh, uh, well, I had one guy, for example. Uh, this is kind of fun. In fact, I have it in the show. Um, I forget where I was at doing the show, doing the program here sometime. I played Fortunate Son by Creedence Clearwater Revival. Yeah. And he walks up to me afterwards and he says, I'll tell you what I was doing when you played that song. He says, I was jumping off a Huey helicopter in the middle of a rice paddy. <laughs> I said, really? He said, yeah. He says, thank you for doing that. Okay, I, I acknowledge that, but I didn't bother to explain to him that I didn't do radio during the day. I right. played at night. I understood what he was trying to say, so right. I've incorporated that into yep. my show complete with the helicopter sound. So it sounds well, like, but we talk about the old days. How'd you listen to radio? We all had transistor radios. True. You know, and, and uh, you know, I've been gone from KBRK in Brookings uh, 22 years now. And occasionally somebody will run into me here in Sioux Falls and find out who I am and say, oh, I listen to you every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I totally understood what the guy meant. And I thought that's neat because the song, he could remember the song and, and what he was doing at the time. 
and uh, you know the voice and whatever. But uh, yeah, that was neat. So there's uh, there's some fun things that about that. Do they get emotional? Yes. Yeah, they do. There's I see a lot of emotions flowing. Guys come up and say thank you for what you did. Yeah. Uh, so far, I see emotions there because they come up, look at the pictures, and they start talking to each other. And then there'll be a sentimental moment there all of a sudden they hit, and they just kind of stop. And you can see the eyes mm -hmm. well up. And it's okay. We're back. We're done yeah. with it. So, yeah, uh, you see that. But it has to be a Vietnam veteran talking to another Vietnam mm -hmm. veteran. Um I had a show I did one time where uh, a Vietnam veteran brought his daughter. Um, he is, you know, 70, 80, because that's the time span for Vietnam veterans. She was 45, 50, whatever she was. She came up to me afterwards, thank you. She says, my dad has never talked about the war wow. until right now. And basically what I did during this presentation, I gave guys a chance to ask questions about what I did there and respond to them. And he started opening about up what he did. And she says, he has never talked about that ever, ever, ever. Thank you for doing that. Because now I can talk to him about it, but he's never talked to me forever. So you just don't know who you're going to affect, you know, which is interesting. What's been the toughest question that you've had to answer in that uh, Q&A session then? Boy. Or, or is there a common one? You know, I... They don't often ask me a lot of questions. It's more they start wanting to tell their side of the story. Mm. Like, this is what I did. Oh, I might have run into you because I was with this unit and we did this on that day. Or do you remember the day this happened? Yes, I do. I was across the street from that. Oh, so it opens up a dialogue right. more than uh, because if we we're all there, there isn't too much they can ask me that. I don't know what they don't already know. So it's more the camaraderie. They're starting to open up and talk a little bit because they know I understand what they're talking about. I'm guessing that uh, during your time in Vietnam as uh, being on the radio as a disc jockey, there wasn't necessarily uh, a lot of requests coming in. <laughs> no, we didn't, we didn't have a lot of requests. The request line didn't ring very often. But right. I'll, I'll tell you how I got my request. And this is really funny. I'm the only one in the station that can do this. I worked at the post office during the day. Right. People knew who I was. So, <laughs> so I could write it down on a slip. <laughs> write it down on a slip. I want to mail a package. You know, would you play this for me tonight? <laughs> was there anything that was the most popular request? Um. You know, a lot of Beach Boys songs. Yeah. Uh, Creedence Clearwater was popular. Oh, huge. Uh, yeah. Um, well, yeah, it, probably the two biggest ones, and I talk about those all the time, Puff the Magic Dragon, mm -hmm. because it was about the, uh, related to the armament we had in the, in the planes we had over there. And uh, uh, we got to get out of this place by the animals. <sighs> Uh, because it wasn't so much with the songs about it. it's a chorus we gotta get yeah. out of this that was a big thing at the clubs when they'd come in and play that we'd all stand up at the tables and yell because like we said we didn't want to be here either but we're here and this isn't a place we want to be when we were there they were 40 years behind time when we left what we called the world the United States mm -hmm. we went back in time 40 years wow uh, I wish they had running water here um <laughs> Their houses are made out of plywood and tin with dirt floors, uh, you know, and what we lived in wasn't much better. We called them hooches. Mm -hmm. It was nothing more than a frame with a tent canopy over it, sandbags around the side to block off any shrapnel from things. I mean, it, it was a tent on a platform is what it was. And if you lived in a barracks, it was a wood building with screen windows. And if it rained, 
you got wet yeah in your room <laughs> you know <laughs> so it was uh, there were a lot of things there that uh just um you know that uh everybody can relate to but it was it was living conditions and saying we got to get out of this place we got to get back to i want to go back to 1965 or 1972 or whatever year i came over here rather than being in 1930 something <laughs> over here so that was uh that was a big thing is uh some of the things uh we didn't want to be there anybody worse than anybody else but we were assigned to be there we got to do our job over there let's get out of here and go home so yeah i'm assuming you learned a lot about life in that time oh yeah yeah, yeah. And then, and uh, so, what did you learn about life that translated into you entertaining the troops? Um, boy, that's a good question. Um, I get in one per interview. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, you know, I turned twenty-one in Vietnam, and that was always my thing. Where were you when you turned twenty-one? Well, I was <laughs> finally legal to drink or what? You know, um, I think it it was respecting your fellow man, no matter what their background so forth and so on you had instant friends over there and i don't care where they came from what background they're from anything you depended on each other to survive and you helped each other out and there was never i don't like you because it's i'm glad to be your friend let's be friends we'll find something in common mm -hmm. to do and uh i mean i lived and worked with people i never knew in my life until i got yeah. over there and some of them got to be my best friends in one year. Uh, some I still maintain contact with. Others are off and gone, whatever. But, uh, well, in fact, we still have, uh, with AFEN, the radio mm -hmm. station, we still have reunions. Oh, good for you. Yeah. So whoever wants to show up, it's between Saigon and Da Nang. They'll set up a reunion location. If you want to show up, show up. Bring your wife or significant other, whatever. Uh, I'm also on a Facebook account with, uh, it's called Vietnam When and Where. And it's about, it's for those of us that have been there, tell me what unit you were with, uh, what you did over there. Do you remember? In fact, today I got three hits back on it when I was explaining what I was doing. Oh, yeah, I was with a 366 transportation. Yeah, I know you guys were because you loaned me the Jeep that I needed to get from the post <laughs> office, the Monkey Mountain. Oh, yeah, well, welcome home. So, you know, but it's still that kind of things that this many years later, we're still talking about it. But we're opening up more about it is what it is because people understand now so and uh during the afvn reunions uh have you made your fellow comrades aware of what you're doing with this show uh a couple of them i have okay. i've lost track of some of them but uh, a couple of them are still around and we we chat once in a while so this is hey that's kind of neat maybe yeah. i should do that too i said well i don't know we can everybody can do it if you've been there you yeah. know I'm just, <laughs> you know so uh uh yeah and i'm sure there's other guys out there that are probably doing that and i never thought about doing this somebody said why don't you recreate your radio show for us for an hour Oh, yeah, I could do that. That's easy enough. I got all the tunes, and I happen to have the jingles. And <laughs> I uh, some of the tunes I still play off the original reel-to-reel -reel translated. Otherwise, right. I've got them all on a CD somewhere. That way they're clear. But some of them are off the reel-to-reel -reel after a while. They get a little scratchy and stuff. And, yeah. and uh, so I, I've cleaned that up a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I enjoy doing the show, and, and I like the response I get. Everybody says, yeah, I remember that, and that's neat. And we're, we're in Sioux Falls or wherever we're at. We're not in Vietnam anymore. Uh, but yeah, I see a lot of them come up and say, yeah, I can, rem I can tell you where it was when you played that song. I always enjoy that. <laughs> or uh, they'll come up and just 
ask some question about what I did. Did you work radio all the time or what you did? Or I was with this unit and, oh, 9050 VAC Hospital. Yeah, I'm familiar with all the helicopter squadron of the base, you know, or I'm one of those guys who was flying an F-4 at the middle of the night waking you up with our afterburner, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, and it, it, it's things like that, that they, it's just the fact they open up, they talk about it, put a little uh, uh, humor into it, you know, and say, yeah, do you remember when? And uh, so what I see is more people starting to open up, talk about it than what they used to. That's great. And more of the public is more receptive now because they, they, they understand a little bit right. more what we went through maybe than other wars and uh, uh, I know my son is an Iraqi veteran and he talks about it to other people but he says dad people just don't talk about Vietnam in fact going back real quick like I can remember when my daughter was still in high school she came home from school one day and she's dad weren't you in Vietnam I said yeah she says we're studying about it in school and I thought I'm in the history books now <laughs> <laughs> but all of a sudden that got me partially into what I'm doing too because I said oh more people are interested in what they're doing she says would you sit down and tell me about it well, I told her one-tenth of what I knew because some of the stuff I just don't, don't want we, we don't repeat. Yeah. It just, it happened. It's there. You know, you leave it alone. You talk about the neat stuff you did or the good times you had where I met a, 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 a guy that became my friend for a long time or here's something kind of neat we did. And they knew that I did the radio thing. So that's always been kind of the, yeah, my dad was a DJ in Vietnam. And, oh, could you come to our school and speak to us? Yeah. <laughs> and now you've got a presentation to give to them. It's, yeah, yeah. Uh, sounds fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And again, uh, you said you have one coming up on July 2nd at Parkston. Yes, at Parkston. At uh, yep. 4 it's going to be at 4 p.m. On the, on the park stage. Uh, it's part of the, they're going to have the miniature Vietnam mm -hmm. Wall there for a whole week. Uh, but they invited me over, said, would you come over? And uh, the guy that's robbed, that's uh, Monson, that's putting together, knew that I did that. And he says, would you come over and recreate your radio show for an hour? And I said, be glad to. That's fantastic. So that'll be the biggest group of Vietnam veterans I've ever done in front of, but I'm very proud and very happy to do And, well, you should be. Yeah. yeah so, thank you so much, yep. David. Uh, uh, anything else that you have on your list that we, we need to get out in front of the public? Uh, let me think. I think I think we pretty much covered it. I had some other history things for people that kind of want to know when the radio started and all that kind of stuff back then, but... Uh, uh, yeah, I think we, we pretty much covered it. I guess if they want to know more, we can always come back and do this again. That we can. <laughs> Part two. <laughs> uh, and then uh, before you go, always a couple of questions that I, I like to ask. Uh, so you are part of the entertainment scene by doing that, having been on radio. What do you like to be entertained by? Uh, I like a good movie. Mm -hmm. uh, I like to watch another band that's in our genre. Right. Uh, just to see what they do that's different that I can steal from them and <laughs> use them on the end. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, the wife and I enjoy going to good movies like yeah. we just came from Top Gun Maverick. I've heard it's excellent. If you've seen the first one, you're going to yeah. love the second one. It's just a continuation, part two, and it's great. My uh, my son has been to it four times. <laughs> well, I I think he takes each one of his sons or his kids to a different movie. I think he's seen it four times already. Going, wow. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, we and uh, the wife and I enjoy going out to have dinner. Um, she's an excellent cook, but uh, uh, I take her out of the kitchen once in a while. I'll say it's my, mm -hmm. well, if, Dave, you're cooking tonight, I know we're going out because I, <laughs> I, can, I can cook a hot dog, but that's it. So. Not a big griller? What's that? <laughs> oh my no, see that's no. my forte oh, i get the right? grill no, and no. she does everything i'm else. not a, i told my wife i can build you a kitchen i can't cook in it she says it's my kitchen stay out <laughs> <That's> <laughs> all right, right. so I uh, do, any other hobbies um 
Music is pretty much it. Uh, I I do some bowling. I've been in a bowling league with my brother and some friends for 30 years probably, but I'm starting to back off that a little bit. Uh, I'm, uh, I'll am i call myself an amateur golfer. Uh, I golf, but the guys that I golf with, we don't keep score. Uh, we go out and make sure the ball's playable, <laughs> and we end up talking about at the end on who had the best putt, who had the best long drive. We don't know what the score was. We don't care. We don't keep track. We just go out and enjoy it. I have a cold beverage of whatever yep. your choice is and hit the ball and say we had a great day. Yeah. And and that's it. So yeah. Fantastic. That's enough. It keeps me busy. Right. Dave Rowe, thank you so much. Appreciate your time. And uh, yes, you probably will be back for a part two. <laughs> thank <laughs> right. you, Dave Holly. It's yeah. been a pleasure. And we'll be back with more of the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment. Ladies and gentlemen, AFBN today. Play more music. Dr. Perry Langston and Dr. Corey Tooney know excellence is in you. That's why they provide you with excellent care at Excel Chiropractic, improving your overall health in spirit, body, mind, and will. Get results the natural way. Arrange a consultation, 605-332-9235 or exochiros.com. Excellent care for excellent people. Excel Chiropractic, located at 4309 South Racket Drive in Sioux Falls. Ladies, when it's time to give your nails some love, get that extra special treatment from Quality Nails on South Minnesota Avenue in Sioux Falls. Manicures and pedicures that look great and make you feel fantastic. Zaya and Tony provide professional care for your hands and feet, whether you just want the basics or an extra special look with added flair. Oh, and guys, it's okay to treat yourself too. Quality Nails. Call for an appointment. 605-334-1463. He's a bit flirtatious, but most of all, fun. Once again, here's Dave Hawley. Welcome back, everybody. Oh, yeah, gotta say it because it's what I say at the beginning of every interview now. It is a pleasure, it's always a pleasure, to have wonderful talents on this show to talk about Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment and have some great conversation. And, of course, you know that uh, we have repeat guests. Two of the three that we're going to hear from are repeat guests, but we add a new talent to the pot, Miss Sarah King, part of Prairie Madness. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Wonderful. Great (laughs) to have you along. And Jamie... Tucker yes. is the one that started this whole thing about Prairie Madness. Uh-huh. Alicia Rain has been on the show before. In fact, she had the honor where she went, of being uh, guest number 100. It's true. Oh, yeah. it was. Uh, it was almost it's too so much true. excitement for her. Yeah, it was. But uh, the three of you are a good portion of Prairie Madness. Yes, we are. And who are we missing then? We are missing Alita Wendell's mm-hmm. and Grace Jensen. Grace Jensen. Yeah. yeah. The ukulele. The ukulele. Yeah. yeah. And all five of you mm-hmm. are headed out west, aren't you? Yes, we are. Okay. So this is a, a pretty big deal. Uh-huh. I mean, this isn't just, you know, you're going to go out and uh, play Sheridan, Wyoming or anything. No. You got some big cities on this tour. Let's yes. hear all about it. Right. So on the 20th, um, we f- we're going to go out to Minneapolis, do a show that night. 
probably just an open mic or something. Nothing mm-hmm. like a big deal. But then we fly out on the 21st to uh, LA. Real early in the morning. Real early in the morning. Yeah, this is July. Real early for you. Real but early the clock is like normal for me. <laughs> yeah, not me. But when you give these dates, you're talking about July, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. July 21st, so. we fly out to, to LA and then we're going to do a show at a place called Knuckleheads in San Clemente, California, okay. which is on the beach and is gorgeous. And then the next day, we do a show at Flappers in the YooHoo room, which I am so stoked about. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't even. I just want to scream it from the rooftops. Isn't there supposed to be someone who's like really famous and a giant chin that might be there? Yes, yeah, someone oh, with a giant chin giant, who is really? very famous may also oh. be there. Does he like cars? Mm-hmm. He does like cars. Yeah. He, he might, does like cars. He might have a late night show he might <laughs> he might have used to have a late night yeah, show. i don't watch tv i'm too wow. busy sleeping yes well won't that be cool <laughs> because he also has a too show busy. there that night as well oh mm-hmm. that's so, incredible yeah we haven't really been telling people you know so we're just going to refer to him as the the famous chin the famous chin the famous chin the comedian famous will be chin there. that loves cars yeah. is is definitely going to be there um i've verified with uh, my booker out there the date and everything and that you know he's probably going to be there in the green room green room with us and so <laughs> we're so excited <laughs> we will so see excited. plenty of uh, posts on facebook i'm assuming oh my god i'm yeah, gonna social take a picture will blow up of yeah. just his chin <laughs> and then hope everybody figures out who it is yeah just a chin Wow, I, I hope that somehow they're kind of getting some vibes right now as to who yeah. it might be. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> All and, right, well, and and so then after that, yeah, we're... and then the next night we'll at, on Sunday we're probably going to do like a drag brunch in the morning mm-hmm. time, and then that night we'll be at a different comedy club called the Clubhouse in Los Angeles. So um, we're Hollywood, super excited, baby. Hollywood. <laughs> so, Get the pictures taken in front of the sign. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to do drugs in the open because that's what it, it seems like because they do you're there. Allowed to. Yeah. <laughs> no one's going to notice. Yeah. I'm going to get a heroin addiction. <laughs> Is that what they do that's out what west? You're I don't going even know. Huh? We'll We're going to develop yeah. a I might make a couple addiction. people laugh, but I'm going to get a drug addiction <laughs> and a new STD. Just so we can fit in. <laughs> a new one. A new one. I'm going to create How a to new find STD. your way around some of the. <laughs> Bigger parts of Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you're going to do. Okay. Not, not the better necessarily, no. but some of the bigger parts yeah. of Los Angeles. And then the 25th on Monday, we fly out to Albuquerque and we're doing a show at a brand new comedy club called Dry Heat Comedy, which is one of the first comedy clubs to be owned by a lesbian couple. Woo. And they oh. had an article about them in The Advocate. Wow. Yes. You're just hitting all the hot spots, aren't you? Yes. I got well, very Well, we are hot, lucky. Dave. Yeah. We're smoking we're pretty hot. hot. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. that you are. As, as uh, <laughs> I can attest to. It is 100 social... degrees today. <laughs> <laughs> as, as I can also attest to by your uh, your costuming that you have in your yes. promo photos, which yeah. I have talked about before. Uh, and uh, let, let me just ask this. You know, it, it's five of you going out and mm-hmm. you, you are all attractive. Um, you're all funny. And um, we're all single. We're all single now. (laughs) 
I was just wondering, though, if you needed someone to help you costume throughout the tour. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to need somebody to make... help us with corsets. Do you yeah. want to be our uh, our corset helper? Yes. She's going to be the yeah. one that has all of our fishnets ready for us to all just slide into. All the fishnets ready to go. You know that, don't just you? Just have a fishnet detangler. Fishnets. <laughs> there you go. Because we've made a pact that we're all going to wear fishnets okay. for this tour. Yeah, every single day. Every oh, single my. day. Even to the beach. <laughs> Even to the beach. We're going to wear bikinis and fishnets to the beach like crazy yeah. ladies. <laughs> yep. On drugs. We are going to be, like, even though I'm from Florida, I right. have clearly turned into Lest a Midwest girl. Yes, you have. And we are going to be so Midwest and goofy on that beach. I cannot wait. The locals are going to look at us like we're crazy, and I'm not even going to care. We're going to no. dance. Yep, We're, we're going to make TikToks. Yep, we're going to be um, doing a lot of duets on TikTok on yes. the beach. So follow yeah. um, the Prairie Madness TikTok. Yeah, we're gonna be Prairie having, Madness, we yeah. And, and if you're like be... me who doesn't have TikTok, Instagram, we're on there, Twitter, and mm -hmm. Facebook. Follow yeah. Sarah yeah. King on Snapchat. She's on OnlyFans. <laughs> on OnlyFans. <laughs> $19.95 a month. <laughs> How did you get this started to get uh, all these great ladies involved <clears throat> with you? And uh, then I want to follow it up with, uh, you know, in terms of uh -huh. was this a dream? And, and, you know, when you first got into comedy, were you saying, man, I'd like to go on a tour. I'd like to get a bunch of ladies together and have this mm -hmm. group of female comics that just kick ass on everybody. Well, I developed Prairie Madness out of necessity. Yeah, I think it was like frustration. Yeah. Out of frustration of not getting booked. And I had all of these local hilarious women that just weren't getting booked. And I was like, you know what? I think we're going to go do our own thing. And now we're doing a show at Flappers in uh, Burbank. And that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the gang, meantime, gang. Yeah. In the meantime, you have been doing a lot of local shows. Uh, yeah. And so forth. Uh, yeah. What, what are the regular dates that people can go see you in town then? So every Wednesday night, I host Boss's Comedy. And I host tea. their open mic yeah. and tea. And then every other Tuesday, um, we have a Lupulin open mic, which is run by Prairie Madness. So sometimes I host it, sometimes Alicia, sometimes Sarah, sometimes Alita. It just all depends on who's available. Sometimes if you're nice to us and we find you to be homies, we give you the spotlight a little bit too. Yeah. Oh, ah. really? Yeah. yeah so <laughs> better yeah, get so those lips a puckering. Yeah. <laughs> My butt is ready. But we really love Lupulin because <laughs> they... Over. Yeah, <laughs> they let us do shows like I'll do showcases there mm -hmm. um, once or twice a month. And in fact, in September, on September the 10th, I have a showcase with Ian Ryland Smith and Tim Jastrum. OK, so that's going to be great. And then on October the 1st, I have national headliner Amber Autry coming. Wow who was in the World Series of Comedy, she goes all over the place and she is one of the funniest ladies I've ever heard and I can't even wait to get her here. Hilarious. I am yeah. so excited to meet her. She's a Southern girl like me. She makes jokes about Southern education like I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah I feel Lupin, like- You mean, you I'm mean gonna education? Edumacation. 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 Yeah. That's how you say it correctly. Yeah. <laughs> with Lublin, we try to like mix it up a little bit too with like music and comedy. Mm -hmm. We had uh, Jeffrey Eagleson on there Jeffrey too. Jeffrey Eagleson. Yes. Eagleson, yeah. And uh, yeah, and I'm super pumped to book more stuff there as well with comedy and music. And, and music. Yeah. yeah. Especially if your music is silly. 
Oh yeah, and, and we love some like silly novelty music. type. Or, or yeah, yeah. silly songs. Yeah. Jeffrey Eggleston sings this song called "Jesus Was a Lady." Oh my gosh, it's so funny. <laughs> oh my god, it kills me every time. Which is one of the main. I the first time if I Jesus saw him. Jesus was a lady. Jesus was a lady. She's a very good looking lady. <laughs> and the first time I heard him do that song, I was like, "Oh, I've got to book him." Yeah, <laughs> gotta book him because it just cracks me up so hard. Now, Alicia, you had uh, been doing quite a bit of comedy, and mm -hmm. uh, you've had uh, a very great background with film and so forth. And what's this mean now to have this group of gals together that's going out there and setting the world on fire with your comedy? That's really exciting uh, because I was doing open mics in L.A. I lived there for... 10 years and so I was doing open mics there and it was always you know cool kind of dream to go to flappers and do shows there and so this is very exciting for me uh, to be able to kind of come full circle and actually perform not just at an open mic but an actual show mm -hmm. there and I love it I love LA I miss it and I'm excited to go back that's awesome and we actually were able to um, do a little bit of filming with us oh, yeah. as a group. Mm -hmm. We filmed uh, a silly commercial for a medication that will be coming out soon. Yes. And yeah. uh, so Alicia's been able Is to... Is it a silly medication too? Kind of. Okay. So, yeah. So Alicia Does has it sound been... like an old man like me needs? It Probably. might help you get cured of something that I gave you. <laughs> oh! Wow! <laughs> yeah, so Alicia is a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful writer and producer and director of film. Now, she just had that on point. Right. And it mm -hmm. looked amazing whenever we were done. And we had a great time filming it. And I just can't wait to see it. Yeah. Can't wait. Yep. So that'll be uh, coming out soon. Mm -hmm. And that'll be on the Prairie Madness YouTube channel. Yes, it will. Other comedy online venues so. yeah and as we uh go on tour and travel more we'll do more tiktoks mm -hmm. and you know i post tiktoks of where i've been i was recently in chicago and um posted a couple of tiktoks there and hopefully we'll get to go back as a group as a prairie right. madness group in uh in september and i'm really stoked about that too how has it been in terms of booking this as a group mm -hmm. versus just a, a single uh comic it's easier to book as a group because people who want to book at their venues, if they only have one person, then they got to hunt other people down. But because I have five people, mm -hmm. I have a full set and one and done. And so it's a lot easier to book when I'm like, hey, I've got all these funny ladies. Here's some videos of us. And they're just totally down. And it's been great. A and lot easy of to... a lot of the people love that we mix the music and comedy together too. Yeah. Yes, I find that that's becoming a more popular thing to do. Um, I noticed that Neil Rubinstein has been opening up for Motion City Soundtrack, and I kind of dig that. Mm -hmm. You know, I dig that combo between comedy and music, and I think that's really exciting. And I like that our group does that. 
And Grace is amazing. She yeah. her songs. Yeah. She has original Gorgeous. songs, yeah. and you she's know, voices. She's in the one. Out. She's gonna be yeah. the one that breaks up the band and leaves and gets famous. And <laughs> well, I'll yeah. just be in her shadow ten years from now. I'm like, I remember when I knew Grace <laughs> yeah. before she was best friends with Lady Gaga. I remember when she was <laughs> drunk in Goodwin, yeah. South Dakota. <laughs> 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 what are you hoping to get out of this in the future then? So I'm hoping to make some good connections in different cities this time mm -hmm. because we're going to be going to places like Albuquerque, Beaver, Utah. We'll oh, be Beaver. in oh. Denver. Um, so Beaver, I'm Anastasia. hoping to make, yeah. So I'm hoping to make some good connections so that we can come back next year and maybe make an even longer tour. I'm hoping to get a boyfriend in every place that we go. Yeah, me too. Are they all ports? Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> Alicia, what do you hope to get out of this in terms of the future of this group and the future of uh, you as a, a, a comic? Well, we are going to be going hard every single night, 10 days in a row. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I want to make this like kind of like a streamlined show and then at the end we're gonna have our homecoming showcase and so that's for sure the show i want everyone to come to so that way you can see like the polished finished version mm -hmm. of right, the show because we will have 10 straight nights wow. of practice behind mm -hmm. us so by the time we get back to sioux falls we're going to be a very well-oiled machine. Yeah, you guys better like in build all your, the dirty ways you can think. Build of. your build your doorways bigger because our heads are going to be enormous. Yeah, our heads are going to be huge. My head is already huge right now just because of the just because of the promise of being able to do flappers. <laughs> like I can hardly walk through the door because my head is so giant right mm -hmm. now. I need to get over myself. We're pumped. <laughs> We're definitely pumped. This is going to be an awesome tour. I'm yeah. Excited, and, so. and we all have so much fun together that it's when I went to California the first time, all I did was miss the girls. You know, I went out there to kind of scout and did a couple shows and got hooked up with a couple of producers. That way we could make these shows happen. And the whole time I was, I just missed them. I was like, this would be so much more fun with them. And so now I get to go and experience all this cool stuff with all of my best friends. And I'm just beyond excited. We are seriously a girl gang. Yeah. There is initiation. Gang, gang. <laughs> yeah. I we had it. to fight somebody to get oh, into the gang. Yeah. Fight yeah. or wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> I you don't know. being a former wrestler. Yeah, it's true. I could take somebody out. Yeah. That's true. I could at least get them on the ground. Yeah. I've seen him with Ian, Ian Ryland Smith. Yeah. Oh, yes, I did. At Late Night Boomin', uh-huh. Yeah, oh, yeah. That was crazy so stuff. Funny, yeah. <laughs> that was so silly. All right, and so you mentioned then that you've got a homecoming show. Yes. When and where will that be? So that's going to um, be the weekend after July the 30th. Yeah. And it's going to be a bosses. Okay. And our headliner is going to be Nick Hoff, mm -hmm. who I don't know if you know who he is, but Never met. he is actually the opener for Larry the Cable yeah. Guy. So we are one step away from Larry the Cable Guy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Get her done. And, Get her and, done. And this step is a lot cuter. So 
Yeah. yeah, and he's handsome. Oh, yeah. so he better watch out with yeah. the single ladies. <laughs> yeah, he he he's got to watch out. Yeah, we're gonna hurt him. I think the entire uh, West Coast has to watch out. <laughs> yeah. Right now. yeah, pretty much. Watch out, Prairie Madness is coming. Prairie Madness is on the way. <laughs> Hide your sons and daughters. Hide your sons, because we go both ways. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Hide your sons and hide your thirty-five-year-old women that I think are cute. <laughs> <laughs> there are going to be a lot of uh, pre-media type things. You've got some interviews lined up on radio stations, uh, local podcasts or anything out there. I mean, I'm yeah. sure we'll be on the news for something. Probably. Yeah, yeah you know, because, well, has there ever been cops, a, a wild group, women. you know, with, uh, such a, a name, you know, that has a theme of prairie madness, you know? Right. All these and women from the Midwest. Yeah, yeah. And I, I like to start, I've started starting our shows by explaining what Prairie Madness is. Yeah. If you'd like me to do that, I can go ahead and do that. Please do. Okay. So Prairie Madness was an ailment that they would subscribe to females who had been brought out here from the East Coast, used to living in a city, and then it's like 1860, whatever the heck. Yeah. And so they bring him out here to the plains to live in like a peat house. <laughs> and of course, those women went crazy. They yeah. lost their minds. And so back then they would prescribe women or um, they would diagnose them with things like hysteria and prairie madness. It's just in the form of hysteria. It's just in the form of hysteria. And so they would send these women with prairie madness they would hire a guy with a wagon and then pack all of these women with prairie madness or hysteria and then take them all back to the East Coast to an asylum. So the reason I use prairie madness is because, first of all, that's a bullshit <laughs> diagnosis. You know, and, and, and second of all, whenever I first moved here, I felt like I kind of had a case of prairie madness and uh, I just really love the term because it's, you know, it has to do with women. It has to do with women being misunderstood. And in the Midwest. Yeah. And in the Midwest in particular. Conservative land. And, and there's and a lot of cute land. animals in the prairie. And there's a lot of cute animals in the prairie. <laughs> just like us. Yeah. So that's where I came up with Prairie Madness because, because I thought it would be great to name our group after something something like that. And it really surprises me how people who are from this area don't know what Prairie Madness is. Ah. See, I had no idea. Mm -hmm. I and just thought, I, hey, cool name you came up with. Yeah, yeah, and mm -hmm. I have seen movies about it. I've read books about it. There's actually a movie with Tom Hanks where he drives a wagon full of women with Prairie Madness back to the East Coast. Oh my God. Yeah. You should watch that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's a stud. Yeah. Thanks. Anything. Top He's notch straight, man, right? Yeah. Straight stud. And a friend of my wife. Oh. Yeah. Really? Because uh, he's into on Instagram and so forth. He loves it when people have odd things they found in the street or in the sidewalk. Really? And she took a picture one time and he liked her for that. Aww. On Instagram. Yeah. Don't you love cool. that when that yeah. happens? How the hell I became a friend of Bill Murray? I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> the official Bill Murray is like. Yeah, uh, he doesn't That's come to any awesome. shows I do. <laughs> All right, Jamie, you've asked uh, the question uh, many times of you mm -hmm. because you've been on a few times. Mm -hmm. uh, when not entertaining, mm -hmm. what do you like to be entertained by? I like to be entertained by cooking. And right now, 
I am super into Stranger Things. Oh, mm. yeah. yeah. Uh, we yeah. just started season four and got the first one out last night. Right now, yeah. I am I am super I'm super into it right now. I haven't had a chance to watch it in a couple of days, and so I'm having withdrawals. <laughs> but hopefully, maybe tomorrow or the next day, I'll be able to like suck myself right back into oh, it. Yeah. You can come over Great and show. lay down all day and watch Stranger Things. Yeah, and I'll cuddle with Rona, yeah. your dog. Yeah, <laughs> and me. Okay, I'm down. Both ways. Canines <laughs> and humans. <laughs> All right. How about you, Sarah King? What do I do yeah, for entertainment? Yeah. I love going to music festivals. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like never here. Because <laughs> I'm always on the road with these girls or going to a music festival or a show. Um, I don't know. I just like to hang out with my festival buddies and go camping. I just bought an RV, so. Oh, wow. Her RV is amazing, and it has a bigger bathroom than I do. Yeah, (laughs) the RV is bigger than my whole apartment. It is. It really is. It's so big. Gas prices need to fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, yeah, so. For everyone. It's getting a little maintenance right now, but after that, I'm really not gonna be around. I don't even know why I'm gonna even pay rent. I should just live in my RV now. Yeah. 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 Get it winterized. Yeah. Yeah, so that's mm-hmm. kind of like my thing is like mm-hmm. I'm in Prairie Madness and I feel like in a year or so when we're still going strong, I'm going to be like their secret agent that lives in an RV and goes down <laughs> south and finds us areas to yeah. go conquer. Well, yeah. you know, the the thing that I loved about what you just said is next year when we're going strong. Yeah. I like the There's positive. nothing breaking up yeah. us. No. Positive, positive attitude. Anything yeah. that comes against us just falls down. Like, yeah. And we're you know, way too it's strong. Not like people haven't tried to put us against each oh, other. Oh, yeah. I imagine. We communicate so well. It's ridiculous. You should see our yeah. group chats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alicia Rain. When not part of the entertainment scene, what do you like to be entertained by? Uh, what do you like to be entertained by? Yeah. Um, you what do you go out to uh, see and so forth? But. Well, um, I guess I would like to um, just talk about like what else I'm doing. Yeah. If that's okay. Of course it is. <laughs> um, it's a podcast. We have no rules. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm uh, part of the online comedy scene. And so that um, was really big during covid and it's kind of um, transformed a little bit. Uh, it's a little bit more of a community, even though people, you know, have been going back to doing live shows. I think they miss the community. And so they are kind of coming back to doing online hangouts, things like that. And mm-hmm. so right now, my next step is to start doing hybrid shows. So live shows and um, online Zoom shows. Mm-hmm together and i just did the um toast of brooke barcel the other day sarah was on that and that was the iowa at the marquee mm -hmm. it was a hybrid show it was a lot of fun and it was my first one and you know you kind of figure out yeah (laughs) and you kind of figure out what works and you're like okay i can do this different next time and so Mm -hmm. you know the next show that i have will be even better and yeah. more people will show up and it's going to be awesome. So. Yeah, Alicia has been on top of the Zoom comedy since it started. True. and uh, She's been on of- top of it and has had some amazing people come on her shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. Like national headliners that... Mm-hmm. 
I uh, couldn't even. Well, believe. you kind of feature like uh, different yeah. cities throughout too, don't you? Yeah. yeah last summer I did um, six shows, and they were all uh, Chicago-based comedians, and some really funny people out of there. Um, Laura Hug and uh, Pradeek. Uh, some other people. And Don't forget Paul Kilmer, the magician. Yeah, oh. Paul Kilmer. He's out of the East Coast. Mm -hmm. um, he's a super funny uh, comedy magician. I really like him. I don't know why I like him so much. Yeah. Because magic mm -hmm. kind of freaks me out. <laughs> but I really like him. He's a nice fella. Well, I'm, I'm glad I don't do magic anymore. <laughs> well, and then, you know, other people that I met online, Ham and Brian. Yes. They oh, moved. Yeah, hilarious. They moved from the East Coast to Lincoln, and that's one of the shows we're going to do um, at uh, Gray's Keg. Yes, we are. Um, on tour in Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, it is a community, but I've had opportunities because of Zoom to go to other cities. Like I did go to Chicago last year, too. And yeah, so mm -hmm. definitely look for, you know, these hybrid shows that I got coming up and stuff like that. So, well, yeah. I am uh, so forward, uh, so forward. Well, I'm that, too. Uh, but I'm looking forward uh, to the return of all of you uh, coming mm -hmm. back and doing that uh, homecoming show. Yes. In the meantime, Nick the, Hoff. the best wishes to all of you. And uh, I just know you're going to go out there and kick more ass again. Thank you and, so much. Uh, yeah. Thank you all three for uh, being on the show. Right Alicia Rain, Sarah King, us. and Jamie Tucker. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, always a pleasure. And we'll be back to wrap up the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment. Sure, they have darts, and you've heard me talk about how ruggedly handsome the trivia host is, but all caps fun never stops at the Sky Lounge and Tea. And fun is best had with your friends enjoying live entertainment, as in live and local. Yeah, the Sky Lounge believes in giving you the best bands, solo artists, and comedians from the area. The Neo Johnsons, Elizabeth Hunstead, Skylar Volks, as well as many others. And a great staff will make sure you enjoy your fun at the Sky Lounge in T-South Dakota. From the Dipsy Doodle Studios at the world headquarters of Big D Entertainment, a 40-square-foot home studio in the middle of America, it's Dave Holly. Thanks again to my great guest, Dave Rowe. How interesting was that, huh? For learning about being a DJ in Vietnam and now taking it out on the road for others to hear, plus a, a great uh, member of the L. Ride Shrine, Last Call. Prairie Madnesses, Jamie Tucker, Sarah King, and Alicia Rain, thank you. Thanks to the man that put the R in our wine bar and kitchen, Ricardo Terabelsi. Yeah, we got to do a record Dave Rowe down there. But most of all, thank you. Now, for those of you that haven't joined on the bandwagon yet, you may anytime you feel like it. You know, that's a great thing about a podcast. You can listen to it anytime, anywhere, what have you. Well, just go online sometime if you haven't already. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And get all 134 episodes online at DaveHollyHour.com. As Arts South Dakota says, home is where the art is. As I like to say, put some art in your heart. Remember, I'm Dave Holly, and for me, every day is a holiday. The Dave Holly Hour has been brought to you by the Sky Lounge and Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Ale Hop Brewery Tours, and Jesse Moppet Entertainment. If you would like to contribute to the continued success of this podcast, go to DaveHollyHour.com. 
At the bottom of the front page is the additional links section. Click on the orange button, Dave Holly on Linktree. You can order merchandise, become a Dave Holly Hour VIP, and make contributions to the show. The Dave Holly Hour is produced in the Dipsy Doodle Studios by Big D Entertainment. Thanks for listening. 